We're back at it, TV, yet again. Oh my gosh. I mean, if the little black box is getting a lot of this little black critic's time. <laughs> a lot of time, yes, listeners. The critic is black, if you did not know by his, uh, his uh, engaging uh, personality. Uh, well, you know what? We're going to talk about this round. Something we've That's never talked of, about. That's the name of this episode. The Critic is Black. The Critic is Black. <laughs> Confession, colon, The Critic is Black. Um, this is something we've never talked about here on Why Watch. That we've never talked about TV uh, season finales and season premieres. Sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Again season premieres um of certain shows that we've talked about previously and maybe 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 something we've yet to talk about and then obviously we're going to be dealing with these finales which we'll do first Ooh. now unsolved the murders of tupac and the notorious b-i-g don't say big b-i-g yes this was something that was on USA. You've been alluding to this for several weeks now. I would say months. It's the first season of some sort of anthology. It's concluded. Who killed Tupac? Was it Notorious B.I.G.? <laughs> well, look. The title is Unsolved. Bam. So don't expect an answer, right? Right. And the final episode... The title was Unsolved. <laughs> okay. So overall, it was what, 10 episodes? Yes. Overall, like I said from before, um, this will appeal to people who like to watch Law & Order reruns. That's Ooh. really dun, the demographic. Dun, dun. Or if you're really just a huge fan of Tupac and or Biggie. Uh, and yeah. you're really immersed in... Um, all of the theories about how uh, they were murdered. Okay. Then you can watch this. Otherwise, it's just fine. Like, it's fine. Um, I was more engaged by the detective parts, but there's nothing new there. I do think they got the uh, actual parts that focused on Tupac and Biggie. They, Biggie, they got that together because at the beginning it was kind of a mess. Um, and by the end, we do have theories about how this went down, or one main theory, I should say. And uh, this series is based on uh, two books that were written by two guys who were investigating this, and they are in the show. Ooh. So they're it's trade in the show. Or exactly. In the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you can read even more of that if you want. I. It's just like, why this now is the question for the rest of us. And I'm not quite sure that this show answered that. Well, we know from last year, the release of All Eyes. Um, All uh, Eyes on Me. Mm -hmm. On Me. You've got, you know, Tupac, because there's a certain anniversary, so to speak, or a, uh, where we all think. And, and I'm sure they wanted to, to get in on this. And anthologies are popular. So what you're saying, Critic, it sounds like, is this something that we should binge right away or we're just good? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It's not immediate. Like, I wasn't watching this going, oh, yeah, we need to find this out. That's not the kind of thing. So if that's not what your show is going to do, 
then it has to be excellent mm. for us as why watch it to say, yeah, you must watch this. So instead, what it is is, look, this is a fine show. And if you like these kinds of things, you're not going to be, uh, you know, appalled by what's going on here. But it's not enough watching it where you go, yeah, this is distinctive in any particular oh. way. Uh, so we'll see if they get a second season and what the new unsolved case is. Uh, that's going to be the question. Who knows? Ooh. Now, NBC has a new show this season called Good Girls. And that title is interesting because the first, what, episode we see them robbing banks. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not sure how good <laughs> these girls are. But the question is, you know, it's only 10 episodes. It wasn't a full order uh, this particular season. Is this something that we'll be seeing next season, do you think? Is this something we should watch? Well, um, we'll see. The the viewing numbers, I think, are on the bubble. So I, I don't know money-wise what's going on with NBC in the show. Uh, but I will say, I was skeptical from the beginning. Hmm. I thought the first episode was kind of shaky until the end where I kind of understood why I should be watching it. Uh, now, what this is about, everybody, is three women, uh, two of whom are sisters. They're all close friends. They're all good girls, right? Kind of. Meaning they aren't criminals. But they, <laughs> each, they each have reasons, uh, immediate reasons, to get money and a lot of it right now. So they decide to rob... A supermarket and oh. one of them works at the supermarket no. so she knows there's this secret stash of cash in the back now whose cash is this so they get the money and that leads them into a life of crime uh -oh. and this is suburban crime okay so <laughs> they have to figure out ways to do this while they're like while they still have this front as being you know wonderful women so what kind of crime is that? You'd have to watch to find out. What kind of crime world are they in? You have to watch to find out. But I'll say that the more ridiculous it got, the more entertaining it was. Yeah. And they kept making it crazier and crazier. They started being blackmailed by another woman. All of this stuff started happening. The feds are kind of on their trail, kind of. One of them has a husband who became a cop. Oh, dear. And I mean, became. So when she started it, <laughs> he wasn't a cop. So they added those kinds of layers. So by the end of the 10 episodes, I was like, okay, there's something here. At least this is entertaining. You can watch it and laugh. And they have a cast that knows what it's doing. Look, Christina Hendricks is in it. Retta, Mae Whitman, they're the three main leads. Uh, Matthew Lillard is in it and more. Uh, so it's only 10 episodes. Uh, it's disappearing from Hulu. I will Ooh. tell you that. Oh, so we But maybe the NBC app. Oh. Will happen. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Now, this is a farewell to this season and almost the series. Yeah. Uh, we got one more season left in Homeland. And I, quite frankly, good gracious, it's been seven seasons and we're going into eight. Yeah. But we do know that the seventh season has ended. Who knows what Carrie's doing at this point? I don't even know what. I feel like I've watched. The, I haven't watched the show, but I feel like I have watched it because <laughs> it's almost it's almost uh, run its course with me. So here we are. 
<laughs> well, tell me this, ref. Do you want me to give my hot take before I get to the details or do it after? Ooh, why wait? Uh, why dude. watch that? Why wait? <laughs> this might be the best season of Homeland. Oh, you say that every season. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Nope. Let me tell you something. The journey that they took us on in this season. See, this is the thing, because everything is now, oh, you know, Trump is the president. We've got to reference that in all these kinds of TV shows. This show does it in a way that is so intricate and it, it doesn't take sides. Like you're not quite clear who they're agreeing with because they, they twist all of the things that are going on in the real world. So we do have a president, but it's a she. And this president was attacked and went off, locked up hundreds of people at the start of this season. And they weren't even involved. Okay. So what's going on with that? Now this cascades into lots of problems. It cascades into a Russian plot <laughs> to discredit her. And who's involved in that? Carrie, but she's involved in it uh, without even knowing it. Okay, she pulls in other people, and essentially she's a conduit to the president. Now, and Carrie, by the way, is played by Claire Danes. Yes. Her mentor, former boss, is Saul Berenson, played by we all know who, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> and his walk. Yes, and his walk. He figures some things out. It's like, Carrie, get it together. So by the end of this season, they are working together. Carrie finds out, oh, she's been duped. How could she make this okay? In the meantime, this has led to the president possibly being impeached. <laughs> but it's all twisted around. It's all flipped. And at the end of the season, Carrie has to make very, very difficult decisions. When which did she is, not? But this time, it really takes its toll on her not just on other people around her, on her. Remember, she's mentally ill. She has bipolar disorder. This is always a constant theme. And at the end of it, oh boy, the question is in season eight, the final uh, season for Homeland. What is, who is Karen? Who is she? Now, we don't know and neither does Saul. So, I just say, hey, Homeland, y'all got it in this season. I give it to you. I hope that season eight, that at least you can just stay on this level. That'll be enough for me and everybody. And I'll say this. I almost think, Ref, that you don't even need to see all of these seasons to be okay. I'd probably watch season six before season seven because they're linked. But if you haven't seen all of the rest of the seasons, I think you might be okay with just those two leading into season eight. Ooh, that's that's a nice nugget for all of you listeners who are going to watch it. Not me. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe not now, I'll say that. Let's move <laughs> on to season premieres. Elementary, <laughs> Elementary yes. is back on CBS. This is, I can't believe this is season six. This is like mm-hmm. very, very, um, I feel like it just started yesterday. Again, I'm a Sherlock girl, so uh, do tell us about elementary. Because 
you know, I'm not up to par. Well, you know, this show takes the part of the real Sherlock, real in quotes from the books. Um, and if you didn't know, yes, he has problems with drugs. Yes. And it's modern. It's set in modern times. It is. So it takes that aspect of Sherlock. Now, Sherlock the show is going there. But this started off the bat with it. We have Johnny Lee Miller playing him. We have the great Lucy Liu playing Watson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in this season, what's happened is the aftermath of the previous season. Someone very close to them is dead and kind of double-crossed them. This has led Sherlock into a spiral threatening his sobriety and his mental health. So this is where we started in this season, of course, to start as we're talking. So we can see the repercussions of this where is Sherlock off his game or not? And how is Watson gonna help him with that? Mm. So that's where we are in elementary. Look, this is a procedural, it's on CBS. But it's a procedural with the Sherlock twist and I keep watching because I like that twist. Is it something special? No, but it certainly is watchable. So keep oh. going and we'll keep seeing uh, what poor Sherlock is gonna turn into. USA, See, we're going from Carrie to Sherlock, oh, look at that. I know, let's just move on. <laughs> USA uh, has brought back Colony, which is in its third season. Mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking maybe 13 episodes of this uh, in similar fashion from mm -hmm. previous times now this was one of those uh, I remember when it came out and you thought oh my goodness is this a what is this is this a, a walking dead no is this aliens no what is happening and then the more you talked about it critic the more we see the plot thickens what what is the state of this family mm. yeah <laughs> are they together are they still split apart do quickly share what you have going on here in, in colony Yes, the family is together. That happened in season two, where the younger son, they had to go over the wall, or under the wall, I should say, to get him. So the colonies, everyone, they are alien colonies, meaning the aliens are in control of humanity, and they've segregated humanity into certain colonies with huge walls. So you can't get out unless you have permission. So when all of this went down, when they just dropped the walls on humanity, the youngest son of this family was in a different colony. So they brought him back in the previous uh, season, and now they're on the run. They have escaped their colony, and they've escaped with the help of someone who works with the aliens. So has he flipped for real? A human a or human. an alien? Oh. A human. Mm -hmm. Has he flipped or not? Oh. That's the question. And we get the answer in the first episode of season three. They're living in a log cabin. They're trying to figure out, because the perimeter is, uh, of course, searched on a certain schedule by the alien machinery. So they have to figure that out. And something happens that opens them up to danger, and they have to skedaddle. Uh -oh. So I will just say... As long as they continue what they did in season two, it's enough to keep watching if you like this kind of show. If you like a bit of sci-fi, it's turning warm in a lot of parts of this country right now, right? It's This is the right time to see this kind of show. Um, is it perfect? No. But look, Carlton Cuse is behind it, so he always has something up his sleeve. Yep, 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 yep. Let's move on to a new show mm. that we haven't talked about. It's on YouTube Red. I think this is our first 
YouTube Red. It is. It's Cobra Kai. Now, you're thinking, wait a minute, I know that. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, is that G.I. Joe? (laughs) No. Cobra Kai is some of y'all's childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about none other than the Karate Kid movie. Now we have a TV show, but there's a certain twist to it a little bit. But some familiar faces, I hear. Yeah, so this is present day. Um, and we're back. We're back with Daniel and Johnny. Grown men with kids. Still at war? Now here's the thing. What's interesting about the show is the roles have reversed. So Johnny is down and out. He's living alone. And of course, we're in LA. He works as a landscaper and, you know, kind of a handyman, that kind of thing. He deals with crazy uh, clients and some of them, you know, go too far for him. (laughs) Now he doesn't, he doesn't kick them in the gut, but he doesn't really satisfy what they want and he gets fired. So we see all of this, and he essentially wants to be left alone. Just leave the man alone. His life hasn't turned out the way he wanted it to. So it's the whole thing about, you know, the the big guy in high school becomes a failure as an adult. Yes. Yeah. He has a son who lives with his mother, not Mm. with Johnny. The son doesn't want anything to do with him. And there's this kid who lives in his apartment complex who wants to talk to him. He don't want anything to do with the kid. Now, one day he's out to get a pizza piece, a piece of pizza. And he sees the kid and this kid is in high school, okay? He's getting bullied. Who is this like? Oh, okay. So we just really we got Johnny being Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Aha. So, this kid he witnesses being bullied by three guys from high school. Um, he's trying to stay out of it. Of course, cuz this is Johnny. He's like, whatever, this geek. <laughs> but they go too far. So he does the Miyagi on them. Yes, he does. <laughs> and look, it was hilarious just to watch it. I mean, just to see Billy Zabka, now God knows how old he is, kicking his legs. It was great. So that was hilarious. Now, what about Daniel? Yeah, Danny. Well, throughout this, because the first episode is basically from uh, Johnny's perspective. Mm-hmm. He can't get away from Daniel because Daniel is uh, a, one of the leading car salesmen in LA. <laughs> he, has, he, has a car, he has a car dealership that has many locations and he has a robust media presence. So turn on the radio, you hear them. Turn on the TV, you see, you know, those cheesy commercials that car dealerships do. And all of it is karate based. So he chops the prices. Oh, get out of here. Ralph Macchio. Oh, wow, the two guys, okay. So the same two, that's right. Now he lives, you know, in in a wonderful area. He has a wonderful home. He has two kids. Uh, One of his kids, the older, uh, is his daughter. She's in high school. The same high school as the other kid. Of course, of course. And she's dating one of the guys who beat up that kid. Oh, my goodness. But Daniel doesn't know that this guy is a bully. So Daniel finds out, because this is what happens. The Cobra Kai Dojo 
Johnny reopens as a result of all of this. Now, someone comes in and gives him some money. And I just got to say that it's Ed Asner playing the character. (laughs) That is probably the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Seeing Ed Asner come in and just go nuts. Okay? So he gets some money. I won't tell you how. He opens, he reopens the dojo. Uh, He, in some way, comes across Daniel's path reluctantly. He doesn't want to meet him. I won't even tell you how that happens. And, you know, Daniel now has the upper hand. He's the guy who's successful. So the whole dynamic has changed. But Daniel later on finds out that Cobra Kai is back open, and that is enough for him. He's like, no, we can't have this back. There's something that has to be done. But again, he doesn't know that the guy he's fighting for, the one his daughter's dating, is at fault. So it's a very little twisty thing going on here, but I will tell you this. It's most interesting from Johnny's perspective. I wasn't as interested in Daniel. So well, that's going to be seen, what three yeah. movies of him. I mean, come on. yeah. So the question is going to be throughout the ten episodes in this first season. What is that balance? Now, for free, you can watch the first two episodes. Otherwise, you got to pay for YouTube Red. So just do that. If you're interested in Karate Kid, you owe it to yourself to see what this is like, just to see for free. And then make your determination after that whether you want to keep watching or not. Uh, Now, look, everybody, look, it is the Karate Kid grown up. Um, So think about the acting and the writing. Hey, okay, moving on to Vida on Mm. uh, Stars. This is the first, which means you live, right? Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, This is the first season on Stars. We don't think that there's a whole bunch of episodes maybe six mm-hmm. um so it's in and out they tell well this show is about two sisters who have moved away from east la one has gone to chicago the other has gone to san francisco and their personalities match those locales their mother dies so they have to come back and the mother has some secrets that they didn't know about she was married to somebody they didn't know about. Oh my. I won't even tell you who. And there's this bar that she co-owns that, well, who gets this bar in the will? Hmm. hmm. It's a little messy. So they don't want to be here and they don't really like each other. So the question is, what's going to keep them there? Because we know that's going to happen. They're not going back to Chicago and San Francisco. Of now they come back here and all the past stuff comes up. They see certain people they've been avoiding. They maybe uh, ruin an engagement in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So all of that's going on. The question for me is, I didn't quite know why I was watching this. Well, why is it on stars? I don't, I don't hear anything particularly stars about it. Yeah, so stars, just so everyone knows, is trying to open up its slate. They're increasing the number of offerings they have, and they want to have as much diversity as possible. So that's a part of the reason why it's here. But again, I was just like, okay, why am I watching? Literally, I was thinking, why is why is this in front of me? Because it's it's not quite clear from the beginning why we're watching it. What is Vita actually about? Um, that was my question. 
Now, was it bad? No. Will I watch the second episode? Yes. But they're going to have to answer that question for me to keep watching. Now, if you heard this description and you're interested in this, certainly check it out. Uh, but just know that the first episode had some rough edges. Uh, even in one scene where they had a, a sound problem, because they wherever they were recording, the, the, there was an echo in the hallway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not the whole episode, but just little things. I was like, okay, but this is the pilot. So I get that. Uh, we'll see what happens in episode two. I'm on the fence. Okay, that's a good review. Sweet Bitter. Ooh. Also on Stars. Also another new show in its first season. What is this about? Yeah, also six episodes. <laughs> no, also six. Does yeah. it come on right after uh, Vita? Exactly. So, and both of these are half-hour shows. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, not long. Now, Sweet Bitter is based on the book, the novel of the same name, that kind of took certain literary circles by storm. And it's based on, uh, in the series, a 22-year-old female. She moves from wherever to go to New York. She winds up being in a pretty, pretty, uh, what do we even call it? A pretty well-to-do restaurant, not too high. You know, it's not Le Bernardin. Yeah. But, you know, in a cleaned restaurant in its own right. She ends up, you know, interviewing for that. Paul Sparks plays the guy who's the boss. She has no experience in this kind of thing. She knows nothing about wine, you know, that kind of stuff. But he hires her anyway, just for a trial run. So she has to make it through this trial with uh, a senior waiter observing her, training her. And of course we know what happens. They fall above, they do Well, I don't know about that. Oh, but we know that everyone looks at her like, you're nothing, you know, oh. welcome to New York. We'll see if you make it. No, pretty much no one really makes it anyway. You're not on our level. Do this kind of scut work, whatever. Devil wears Prada. And the other thing is this. This is just another show, movie, book. I don't care what it is. When someone comes to New York and it turns into, oh, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Oh, it's gonna chew you up and spit you out. We have seen this so many times. And as a New Yorker, I'm watching this going, oh, can we get over this? Like, let's just get over this. I'm tired of this storyline. Because honestly, everybody about New York, if you stay here, you'll find something. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the problem is people leave. They come with a dream and then they leave. Wait, that what are you work. trying to say? I'm just, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about leave as in go back to where they came from. Yeah. Okay, not move forward. People do that. Now, if you come here with an idea that doesn't work, find another one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the New well, York story. Well, why is she there? Is she there to be an actress, a singer? Like, why go to New York to work in a restaurant? Well, you have to watch it to find that out. Oh, so yeah. I will tell you. I will tell you this though. If you know anything about the critic, if you've been with us for a while, you know that I love stories about food. <laughs> anything you're, you're, you you do love food. <laughs> anything you don't in eat the. It. <laughs> That's right. So it's better to watch it than to eat all of it. Now, look, if you set something in a restaurant, I'm probably going to stick with it. It doesn't matter whether it's good or not. So that's where I am in this show. I'm fine with it. It, it just is tickling me because of the restaurant business. 
but please, can we stop it with this New York storyline? Okay, we, by the way, P.S., we know she's going to make it. We know it's going to yes. be ups and downs. She's going to have some moment where she's almost fired. Like, we know, I know, I know already. Okay. <laughs> so there you go, that sweet bitter. Now, if you've read oh, the book. I think you're sweet bitter about it. <laughs> if you've read the book, give it, a, give it a shot. You'll see how it lines up. If you haven't, but you're like me and you like restaurant stuff, watch it. But don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying up here. Ah. And not just with this podcast, but I'm. it's definitely another, sh- another season we're getting from Showtime. Season two of I'm Dying Up Here. It, um, we've talked about it before, but now it's back for season two. And you weren't, you weren't uh, too mad at season one. I if wasn't. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, a lot of critics were. Um, I wasn't one of them. Now, this is executive produced by Jim Carrey. Keep that in mind. And by the way, Cobra Kai is executive produced by Will Smith. I meant to throw that in there. Of course he I did. <laughs> yeah. So, look, here's what I was thinking, Ref, in the first episode of uh, season two. I was watching the show going, you know what? This isn't a dramedy. It's certainly not a comedy. It's a drama. Oh. It's a drama about the comedy world. And I think that maybe the way they sold the show didn't quite get that across clearly. So are the comedians actually that funny? No, they really aren't. They're not that funny. But the it's called act- I'm dying up here. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but even the ones who are successful aren't that funny. <laughs> okay. But I like the actors. I, I think the way they casted it, I really think everyone fits. And I just enjoy watching them work. And Melissa Leo is at the of center course. of the show. And you can't find any better. So there's a mm-hmm. huge anchor with its grip on what the show is supposed to be. Now, I am not someone who is really giving to comedians. I'm a hard laugh for them. I do laugh at comedians, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're an easier laugh, you'll probably get something more out of the comedy. Uh, But I know that a lot of critics didn't. It doesn't even matter. And I'll even compare it to Silicon Valley where, you know, they keep failing. You do see that here, but you also see successes. And it's successes of some people who don't even know how they got there. One character in season one, we see him now where he is a series regular on a TV show. He just got a huge pay bump, $20,000 per episode. And this is the 1970s. Ooh. So that just gives you an understanding. Now, he has some buddies who aren't doing so well. We do have the female comedian who's struggling to get attention, but still achieving some sort of success. So I would just say, look, if you're interested in a drama about the comedy world set in the 70s and you know you have Melissa Leo and a good cast surrounding her, you have to give this a few episodes to really feel its rhythm. But I think that by now in season two, they know what they are. The question is, do you care? Ooh, and that's where we drop the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to check out any of these shows, you can obviously go to our website and we'll steer you in the right direction. Or you can just, and, or, you can, and, how about just and, yeah. keep locked here at Why Watch That. Of course, we're never finished talking about TV, as you should never be finished 